Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Rolling along here, 6.30, Chet Inside Sports. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight. Brendan Escott will be here tomorrow and on Thursday, Friday as well. But that will be for countdown to kickoff at 3.30. Elks and Red Blacks from TD Place in our nation's capital will be at 5 o'clock. Uh, Brendan, along with Blake Dermott, Morley Scott, and yours truly, bringing you all of the action and analysis that you need for the Edmonton Elks on Friday. And it's supposed to be uh, hot. Here in Edmonton, it's supposed to be hot in Ottawa. It's going to be a hot weekend as well. And uh, I know Reed has been uh, volunteering at the Fringe, and it's great to have that event back for the first time since 2019. I know Reed will be in a very popular event on Sunday, and that is the Edmonton Marathon. And to talk about that, always love this time of year because you get to talk to old friends again. John Stanton from the Running Room is joining us uh, again on 6:30 Chat Inside Sports. John, great to have you back on the show. How you doing? Great, Dave. Good to join you this evening. It's, it's an exciting week. Yeah, for sure. Now, I know in 2020 there wasn't an Edmonton Marathon. It came back in 21, though, right? It came back last year. Yeah, it came back virtual, and that was the idea. People ran it virtually, uh, which, uh, you know, sort of got some people out the door and they were able to train and participate. But this year we're back uh, with the full marathon, the half marathon, and the 10K. And there's lots of excitement it, completely. Uh, there's, uh, we put a cap of 3,500 people on it, and it sold out completely. Uh, the marathon sold out very, very quickly. The half marathon and then the 10K just sold out on uh, Monday of this week. So it's, uh, it's an exciting time. So we're still looking for volunteers, but uh, as far as uh, runners, it's full now. Uh, but it, it's going to be an exciting weekend. Uh, you know, it's going to be warm, and of course, uh, we've taken some precautions there, but we encourage runners to do the same. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a few moments here. Now, you said you still need volunteers. Uh, if people are interested, what, what can people do to to uh, sign up and, and to volunteer for this for this event on Sunday? Well, they can go to the edmontonmarathon.com, and uh, there's information there as to how to volunteer. Uh, there's lots of volunteers uh, still uh, required. Uh, we need many at the finish line at the various aid stations throughout. We've added a number of additional water stations on the course because of the hot weather, uh, and there's an opportunity for people to work it. And if somebody's never experienced the marathon, you know, they, they should. And you see your neighbors and you see people you know that are running the marathon and you discover, you know, that they've run 42 kilometers or they've run 21 kilometers in the half marathon or they've run a 10K. And sometimes you don't realize these people are that athletic and you see them out and their neighbors in your community that are participating. And, you know, for many of us, it's our Olympic moment to be able to cross the finish line. And uh, crossing the finish line of the Edmonton Marathon is an exciting time for everybody. And, 
you know, we've been very fortunate to have service come on board as a sponsor and the city. Uh, been exemplary with this year, uh, accommodating our various needs for traffic and road closures and, and what have you. And uh, it's a real community event. And, you know, we call it the People's Marathon because it truly is a people's event and something that everybody can go in. And uh, you can experience the thrill of crossing the, the finish line that uh, so many of us, uh, it, it's a uh, it's a drug of good use that we, we can get that inspires us to get out the door and get our butts training on a regular basis. Now, my understanding is that the, uh, the, the course itself is a bit friendlier. Is that accurate? Yeah, it is. It, you know, <laughs> the course it, over the years has evolved and, and various uh, course uh, layouts and what have you. But it runs atop, uh, it starts at the Edmonton Convention Center, goes out east and goes through the Highlands area along Ada Boulevard. And it's nice and flat all the way out there. And you get the vistas of the river view without going down into the river. And then you come back, you come back, the halfway point comes right back at the, at the Shaw Convention Center. And that's where the half marathoners uh, will finish as well. And then the second half the marathon goes the west. And it goes all the way along Jasper Avenue and, and out in the West End. Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 120 or 42nd Street and down in along the top of the River Valley again. So again, you've got no severe hills. You don't have to go through the River Valley, uh, but yet you enjoy all the vistas and the neighborhoods and you get to run downtown and, uh, you know, there's people downtown that are out uh, active and cheering you on. And then in the communities, uh, particularly along Ada Boulevard and some of the other communities, uh, people come out and uh, uh, it becomes a community celebration, cheering the runners on and uh, helping at the aid stations as they go through there. Yeah, that's great. Uh, John Stanton from The Running Room joining us, talking about uh, this Sunday's Edmonton Marathon, and everyone's back together, and uh, that's fantastic. Now, it, we're in a hot spell right now, and uh, it won't be as hot as it will be forecast on Friday, uh, 31 degrees, but it will be feeling like 31. I, I know when the when you know obviously the, the the races happen pretty early in the morning, but it still doesn't mean it's not going to be uh, runners aren't going to feel the humidity and, and feel the heat when they're out in the sun. Uh, you have a heat advisory or a hot weather advisory out. Uh, tell us more about that. Well, number one, we're encouraging runners to make sure they're well hydrated at the race start. Uh, to do that, you want to have 500 milliliters of water about an hour before the start of the race. And then throughout the race, you want to sip water at regular intervals and uh, make sure that about every 10 minutes you're having a sip of water. We've got an additional number of water stations. There's 10 water stations, uh, one every six kilometers on the course. We, in addition, we've got five mobile 
what we call course managers who are roaming the course, making sure that things are all under control. There's eight mobile um, running ambassadors out there handing out hydration and juice boxes and snacks to anybody on the course marshals. Uh, there's two more mobile medical units, uh, two mobile ambulances on course. Uh, we've added 15% more water on the course than normal, and there's 20% more water at the finish line. Uh, we've got electrolyte drinks at all 10 stations. There's energy chews and gels at two of the water stations along the course. And then we've got hydration fluids at, at the finish line, and every runner will be handled a 500-milliliter bottle of water after they cross the finish line, and we encourage them to drink it right away. Uh, mm-hmm. And then finishers, uh, we're also installing a couple of what we call misting tents, and they're the normal 10 by 10 tent that you see out there, but they have uh, misting areas underneath them. And they'll be along the course. The runners, if they start to heat up, will be able to cool down on, on them as well. So uh, we're, we're taking lots of extra precautions. But, of course, you know, a lot of the onus comes back on the runner to make sure that they, they have to adapt to the conditions. And we encourage runners to run within their their training uh, requirements that they've trained for. And if it does get above 30 degrees, then they're going to have to make sure that they adjust their intensity throughout the course as well. It may not be the day to set a personal best. We've got some people out there that will be trying to do that. You know, we've got uh, a couple of very interesting elite stories that, that are out on the course, and it'll be fun to watch some of them perform. Yeah, and, you know, and to that point, I mean, everyone has different motivation about why they're running on Sunday. Some want to set personal bests, you know, some are competitive and want to win. And right. some are out there maybe for the first time or second time or third time. But, you know, maybe I'm speaking to the first-time runner here who maybe is a little intimidated with the environment. Uh, what would you say to, to a first-timer at the Edmonton Marathon about, you know, what to expect and kind of break through that intimidation factor? Well, I think the number one thing is to make sure to trust your training. You know, if you've trained for the marathon or trained for the half marathon, you've put in the training, and there's a lot of anxiety that comes down to the last week, and it doesn't matter whether you're an elite runner or you're that runner running the first time. We all start second-guessing our training. Have I done enough? I shouldn't have had that pizza. I shouldn't have had that extra glass of beer along the way or something. (laughs) But you want to make sure that you trust your training. You run within yourself. Uh, you know, if you look at all the world records that have been set in, in the races at every distance, it's always through even pacing that people have been able to achieve that. So the simple thing to tell anybody running their first race is run within yourself, run at an even pace all the way through the course. And in the first third of the course, it's going to seem extra easy. You're going to say, I could run faster, but hold yourself back. And if you're, you're trying to run a seven-minute kilometer, hold on to that seven-minute kilometer and don't run any faster. In the middle, it'll feel just right. It'll feel like those training runs when you've been out there and everything's smooth and fluid and you, it's just coming along and you feel that rhythm coming. In the final third, well, that's why we give you a medal. You're going to have to dig deep and and push hard in order to run that even kilometer pace all the way through. So run an even pace throughout it. 
Make sure to stay well hydrated. Make sure to look after your nutritional needs. Don't eat anything different. Don't buy a new pair of shoes the day before and run in them. You know, trust the training, trust the gear that you've been running in. And, uh, you know, there's some simple things. Because of the heat, you know, you want to use some uh, body glide. Be introduced to that if you haven't already. Body glide looks like a stick of men's deodorant that you put it on and you put it on sensitive areas under the arms, between the legs, uh, for the guys along the nipple area so that when you're running you, you don't chafe up because when we start to exert our energy out there we start to sweat a little more and it's the salt in our perspiration that causes that chafing and often we'll chafe up on a race day and yet we don't in our normal training and that's just we're running at a higher intensity and for the new runner you know if you've trained at a six or seven minute per kilometer pace, you're going to find that you're going to be able to run at a 550 or five minute per kilometer uh, pace because of the energy and synergy and the excitement of the race that it'll create around you. The, what you have to be cautious on is don't go out at a four minute pace, <laughs> you know, run yeah. within your, your, what's reasonable for you and set a target. You know yourself and trust your training, review your training and say, what's, what's a realistic target for me? And then stick to that. Try not to be influenced by other people. Try not to be influenced by a buddy. Uh, the only thing you want to do is make sure that if you have a buddy you're competing with, do some visualization and see yourself standing at the finish line, greeting him as he comes in. That means you'll have crossed the forum. Well, that's some great advice. And, uh, you know, virtual school. But it's just nice to have everyone back together again, and there'll be a, a really nice moment on on Sunday to to, to see uh, the marathon back in person. So that's awesome, John. Thank you again for coming on the show. We always love having you. Uh, it's a great time of year, and uh, yeah, have fun on Sunday, and all the best in the uh, in the lead up as well. Thanks, Dave, and we encourage everybody to come out. It's at the Shaw Convention Center, and if you've never seen the finish line of a marathon, come on out, and you'll see the excitement. You'll get hooked yourself on it. It's uh, it's an exciting process to watch people start and finish the marathon. Yeah, for sure. Take care, John. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. That's John Stanton from the Running Room, Edmonton Marathon, uh, going down this Sunday morning, so be aware of the heat and uh, our Reed Wilkins is uh, competing again, or compete. I should say competing. Um, I should say he's participating. So definitely, Reed is going to want to uh, definitely see how he can do. I know he's coming off an injury. Uh, we're going to have him on uh, early next week. So Wilkie, if you're listening, I don't think he's listening because he's volunteering at the French uh, tonight. But uh, we'll have Wilkie on uh, Monday, Tuesday next week just to see how it all went. But uh, he likes to go to challenge himself. He's not in it to really get you know get the competitive juice is flowing he is competitive but he wants to see how he's doing you know can he get a personal best can he you know which i think for him it'll be and we've talked it'll be can he you know can he overcome this injury that he that he suffered um so i wish him all the best i wish all of you the best who have entered into the edmonton marathon have a great time and thanks uh, uh once again to john stan from the running room joining us on the certainty hotline certainty pros choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling system certainty pro all the way final segment coming up well i had no idea a question to thomas costigan about his girlfriend working in data analysis for the wwe would cause an eruption of this subject because 
I've hosted shows where we get texts saying, why are you talking about wrestling? I'm changing the channel. Mm-hmm. But it exploded, Callan Kennedy. We, we yes. got a ton of texts. All right, read a, read, read a few, please. Read a few. I can't wait uh, to hear All these. right, here we go. Section O texts in and says that August 2011 was the last time Raw was in Edmonton. So thank you very much, Section O. And yes, you are correct. I think it was towards the end of the month of August in 2011, if I remember correctly. And yes, uh, we, we long-time wrestling fans here in the city uh, refer to that as the infamous Yellowhead Parkway episode. Uh, yeah. Dave Campbell, and uh, if you know, you know. If if you don't, you don't. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, you could look it up. Yes. Yeah. It's it's easily Googleable for sure. Uh, Pat yes. uh, texts in and says, "Hey, Dave and Kellen, did you guys see the Lex Luger A and E biography episode from a couple of weeks back? A lot of cool old CFL footage in that one from when uh, Luger played with the Montreal Alouettes." I heard uh, they showed the 1977 game, which was not a good memory for Double uh, E fans. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've heard really good things about the Luger documentary, which pleasantly surprised me because, and I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest Lex Luger fan, but uh, I've heard several people say to me, Dave, you got to watch it because it is actually really, really good. So uh, I, I'm a yeah. bit behind. I, I recently watched the Bella Twins. Okay. Uh, so I got a, I got a, I think I got about three, and I'm going to be behind even more. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, getting to, to the Luger yeah. document. Yeah, Luger. Really well done, eight. Yeah, Luger in real time I was, was about a couple say, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But A and E has done a great job with their WWE content again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've, they've hit it out of the park for sure. Yeah, Luger was yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, last week was Degeneration X, and this week is Edge, I believe, is what the lineup is. Yes. So yes, that's so that's what they got. I think there. Kurt Angle is the next one on my uh, on my PVR. So which I, I heard was really to good to too, and I didn't I didn't miss it, or, or, or I ha- oh. haven't seen it yet. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, well, maybe I, I won't f- skip it. <laughs> so very good. So uh, yeah, it's it's supposedly supposed to be really good. So there we go. And then the third text came in without a name to it here re- pertaining to wrestling and uh, you know Thomas Costigan's uh, uh, connection to it and WWE and everything. And uh, they were talking. Dave, you were talking with Jake or talking with Thomas about potentially Jake Serezna coming into WWE and basically the entire what was it defensive line being a giant yeah, Mac Henry, Jamin Pelly. Yeah. yeah, giant WWE faction. Uh, this texter types in and says, "I have a name for said faction." The uh, and I lost it. Oh no, I lost the name. The oh. name was not. I'm sorry to keep everybody in suspense here. <laughs> here it is: the Edmonton Alcoholics. Oh jeez. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. 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 Interesting. So there All we right, go, Kellen. Thank you. Yes. Thank no you problem. very much. We're talking about. Uh, oh, by the way, I have the answer to Jalen's question. Uh, earlier today about uh, the wedding song that uh, Jen and I yes uh, uh, danced to. It's uh, Matthew West, When I Say I Do. So there oh, you go. Oh, okay. There um, we go. Yeah, and that was also the song that uh, she came down the aisle with, I believe. So um, there you go. So nice. Very I, nice. It's, not many people know the song, but we heard it. We loved it. And it. I had a brain cramp. But, you know, I'm a dad with two crazy kids, so I'm going to blame it on them because mm-hmm. uh, I should. Okay. Uh, <laughs> dad of the year right here. So 4-2, the Orioles leading the Jays. Uh, Jays have a 2 nothing lead. 
and they've blown it, so they're going to lose another game, it looks like. Uh, they'd still have to uh, bat, I believe. So they are uh, they're in trouble. They're just in big trouble. Edmonton Elks practicing today. Uh, looks like their injury report uh, didn't show many anyone injured as far as the starters are concerned. Uh, some depth players that didn't practice today, Jamin Pelly, uh, Keyshawn Lucier South on the D-line. Looks like they're going to get Mike Dubison back on special teams, a veteran defensive back. So also Charles Nelson, one of three players released today uh, from the Edmonton Elks. He has really struggled in the return game. Andrew Harris out four to six weeks for the Toronto Argos. A pec injury, torn pec. Ryan Dinwiddie, head coach, says that could be for the season as well. And uh, Nathan Rourke, who broke his record again, Canadian uh, uh, record for passing yards in a game, 488 yards in a 41-40 win over the Calgary Stampeders, wins another top performer of the week. Brendan Escott in the big chair tomorrow and on Thursday. I'm heading to Ottawa. I'll talk to you next from the nation's capital tomorrow on 6.30, 10 afternoons with Jalen Nye. And, of course, we have the game on Friday with the Red Blacks and Elks, 3.30 for countdown to kickoff, 5 o'clock, the kickoff from TD Place. My thanks to Callan Kennedy tonight, and my thanks to you for tuning in to 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. I'm Dave Campbell. Have a great night.